back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. September 8th, 2021. It's time to buy AT&T. We believe AT&T's wireless and fiber growth opportunity is not being properly recognized by the market. AT&T's free cash flow yield is more than 11%. That's too high empirically and relative to peers especially within the context of its strong and increasingly predictable wireless performance. While AT&T might be shedding dividend-focused investors in the near term, it won't be long before share repurchases become part of the narrative. We are initiating coverage with a buy rating and $36 price target and expect AT&T to outperform T-Mobile and Verizon over the next 12 to 18 months. AT&T has the most momentum in the wireless industry. Wireless will represent over 70% of AT&T's pro-forma EBITDA upon the closing of the Warner Media deal. Wireless has been AT&T's unsung success story over the past several years, overshadowed by a flurry of media acquisitions and then divestitures. Since 2018, AT&T's postpaid phone gross ad market share has risen 500 basis points, while both of its peers have declined. T-Mobile is heralded as the growth king, but in the first half of 2021, AT&T added an equivalent amount of incremental recurring wireless revenue. AT&T also scored a huge win by displacing T-Mobile as Dish's primary wholesale partner. That is a nearly $2 billion annual revenue opportunity that could lift AT&T's revenue growth above T-Mobile's over the next two years. We believe AT&T's recent success in wireless can be tied to its network investments for FirstNet, which began in 2018. Armed with government funding, the company used one truck roll to deploy a layer cake of spectrum bands. AT&T branded these spectrum investments as 5GE, an indicator that has appeared on the phones of its customers when this deeper spectrum position was being utilized. The branding move was derided by the tech media and some of our peers. We had a different view based on our belief in the impact of Spectrum. We detailed that in a note entitled, quote, Here's how AT&T's fake 5G could unseat Verizon's network dominance. While network dominance is a debatable moniker, it is a fact that AT&T's postpaid phone subscriber growth has topped Verizon in five of the past six quarters. Haters gonna hate. Despite AT&T's increasing success over multiple years, analysts remain skeptical about its ability to compete in wireless. The consensus view headed into Q2 was that AT&T alone would experience a big drop in postpaid phone net ads in 2022. This pessimism likely stems from T-Mobile's ongoing 2.5 gigahertz spectrum deployment and Verizon's upcoming aggressive rollout of C-band spectrum. These are valid concerns, but we believe the consensus estimates remain too bearish on AT&T's outlook. Last year's narrative was that AT&T's customer retention phone upgrade promotions were unsustainable. Not only has AT&T sustained the phone promotion, it delivered the most upside to consensus estimates in the first half of the year. In addition, the competitors who previously disparaged AT&T's promotion as unsustainable and uneconomic have largely matched the offer. Can the wireless industry sustain 9 million net ads a year? The spike in industry postpaid phone subscriber growth in 2021 has raised some eyebrows. 
How does an industry adding less than 6 million new subscribers per year suddenly add 9 million in 2021? Some have proffered that prepaid subscriber migration is driving the postpaid growth. However, even when accounting for the migration of prepaid subs, there remains a spike in overall growth, as shown in the interactive chart below. It's possible that prepaid to postpaid migration is not fully reflected in the reported prepaid results. For example, if a prepaid customer stopped recharging their phone after migrating to a postpaid plan, but still has a small balance on the prepaid phone, how quickly would that customer be removed from the prepaid base? So you're probably wondering what's our view on growth. The graph below, which I'm sure you can't see since you're on the podcast, shows our estimate of industry net ads of all phones, inclusive of both postpaid and prepaid. As you will see if you open the note, we normalized phone growth in 2022, primarily by elevating prepaid churn but also reducing industry postpaid phone net ads from 9 million this year to 7 million in 2022 and 6.2 million in 2023. That's a level more in line with historical norms. I would suspect many analysts will try to normalize industry growth within the next two years. Most appear to put that burden squarely on AT&T's back, given the 2022 consensus estimates. We expect all wireless operators to share in the decline in subscriber additions. Our year-over-year reductions are most kind to Verizon, which we expect to heavily market C-band spectrum deployments next year. What's probably most interesting to investors is that our 2022 subscriber estimates are above consensus for AT&T and below consensus for T-Mobile. Service revenue growth is greater than subscriber metrics. While net additions will likely remain an important metric for investors, the spike in industry growth this year has understandably increased skepticism over the relevance of this metric. Is a gross addition on a free third line a good way to measure relative success? We will continue to focus more investor intention, primarily on Twitter, on the relative sequential service revenue growth of the three national wireless operators. It would be great to compare wireless EBITDA growth rates but AT&T is the only operator of the three telcos that actually break it out. Free cash flow will be the ultimate arbiter of our views on valuation. AT&T can grow revenue faster than T-Mobile and Verizon in 2022, a catalyst. AT&T's new wholesale deal with Dish positions the company to grow wireless service revenue faster than its peers in 2022. If Dish is successful at growing its postpaid subscriber base, this would be a further benefit to AT&T. Our bullish revenue growth outlook is also likely a result of our subscriber estimates, which are higher than consensus. Even if we are wrong, it seems unlikely that AT&T's growth will notably trail its peers. Yet, the differential in AT&T's valuation multiples relative to its peers would have you believe they are materially trailing their peers or have a much higher risk at achieving these growth targets. Dish partnership could drive more growth, a catalyst. There's another potential benefit to AT&T and Dish's newfound relationship, the potential for a Spectrum deal. If AT&T is able to secure a Spectrum lease deal with Dish, it would quickly improve the AT&T network and potentially drive additional upside to our subscriber and revenue estimates. Dish's Band 66 Spectrum can be deployed in AT&T's network within days and with little incremental capital investment. 
a Band 66 Spectrum deployment would also impact a much larger mix of the subscriber base than any C-band Spectrum deployments. Band 66 has been included in phones made as far back as 2016. C-band only appeared in phones last year. There would be a negative impact to AT&T's free cash flow if at least Spectrum from DISH. But we do not believe it would be material enough to derail AT&T's path to deleverage. AT&T's fiber story, a catalyst. Fiber to the home broadband will also be a part of the new AT&T narrative. AT&T has achieved 36% broadband penetration in the 15 million locations that it has already passed with fiber. It plans to double locations passed by the end of 2025, upgrading half of its legacy footprint. We estimate this will result in a doubling of its fiber broadband subscriber base to more than 10 million subscribers over that time. We also note that there is upside to our 36% penetration targets based on the superior bidirectional performance of fiber compared to the offering by cable operators. AT&T's traction in ramping fiber broadband net ads could act as an additional catalyst at closing the gap in their valuation discount to their peers. Over time, wireless will also play a role in extending AT&T's broadband offering. DirecTV plus Dish, a catalyst. We believe that a merger of DirecTV with Dish's pay TV assets is inevitable. Our primary caveat is that President Biden has still not nominated a fifth FCC commissioner. However, given the structure and outlook of the pay TV market, we believe this combination should pass muster with regulators. The resulting deal synergies would increase our estimates of distributions to AT&T, which we include in our free cash flow estimates that drive valuation. Therefore, a deal with DISH could result in further upside to our price target. Leverage targets ahead of schedule. A catalyst. As the visibility of AT&T's path to 2.5 times debt leverage becomes more clear, it is likely to generate questions about the company's capital return policy offering a potential catalyst for the stock. We expect AT&T to reduce its pro forma debt leverage to two and a half times by the first quarter of 2023. That is earlier than the company's stated goal that it would reach that milestone by the end of 2023. Our estimate assumes the company spends more than $12 billion in the upcoming mid-band spectrum auction. That is likely much higher than our peers' estimates. That estimate proves to be too aggressive. AT&T might be able to reach two and a half times debt leverage upon closing of the WarnerMedia discovery deal in the middle of next year. Sherry purchase a catalyst. AT&T's dividend cut is likely driving a transition of the investor base that is pressuring the stock. Management is no longer beholden to the dividend, nor are they likely thirsty for acquisitions. This means that Sherry purchase should take priority over dividend growth after leverage targets are reached, especially with the stock at current levels. AT&T's dividend yield should be lower than Verizon's. Just because AT&T is not beholden to the dividend does not mean that yield investors should be exiting the stock. Yes, we expect management to prioritize share repurchase over dividend growth. However, we do not expect additional dividend cuts and believe there is an opportunity for future dividend growth combined with share repurchase. We estimate that AT&T's ratio of dividend payments to free cash flow is now lower than Verizon's. Furthermore, 
we do not believe AT&T's growth or risk outlook is substantially different than Verizon's. We therefore believe AT&T's dividend yield should at least match Verizon's and possibly be lower. AT&T's 2022 dividend yield pro forma for the Warner Media Discovery deal is 5.5% compared to 4.7% for Verizon. Strip out Warner Bros. The Warner Media Discovery deal is expected to close by the middle of next year. Based on Discovery's $29 stock price, which has dropped 20% since the deal was first announced, the value to AT&T shareholders is over $6 per share. Shareholders will receive that value in the form of new shares issued upon closing. Even if Discovery dropped another 20%, the value to an AT&T holder would still be more than $5 per share. Rich Greenfield estimates that at $22 per Discovery share, Warner Bros. would be valued at 7 times 2023 EBITDA. This seems like a conservative valuation estimate. Valuation. Our $36 price target is the sum of the parts of $6 per share from Warner Brothers, detailed above, plus $30 per share for the remaining connectivity business, which we detail below. Our $30 per share value for AT&T's remaining business is based on a 2023 free cash flow yield of 8%. In comparison, Verizon already trades at that 2023 free cash flow yield today. Furthermore, these estimates assume a 25% cash tax rate for both companies. If AT&T's effective cash tax rate ends up being 15%, frankly, a more likely scenario, our $30 value would imply a 9.1% free cash flow yield. Our target also implies a 3.9% dividend yield. Enterprise value to EBITDA multiples might become more relevant to some AT&T shareholders. Our target implies a 2023 TEV to EBITDA multiple of 8.6 times, which implies an expansion from its current multiple of 7.8 times. We believe this is reasonable because of our view that AT&T can generate mid-single-digit EBITDA growth in upcoming years. It's important to note that our EBITDA multiple includes many items that are often ignored by our peers. For example, tax pension liabilities are $70 million that's added to our enterprise value. We estimate spectrum purchases for future auction years that are not complete. For example, we estimate AT&T will spend $12 billion in the upcoming mid-band auction. We adjust our EBITDA for the working capital drain of handset financing. For AT&T, this has a negative impact of $2.3 billion in 2022 and $1.4 billion in 2023. If we ignored all these adjustments to replicate what most people might bring up on a Bloomberg chart, our valuation target for the core business would imply a 7.0 times multiple, which is up from less than 6 times multiple we estimate is trading at on 22 estimates today, and the 7.5 multiple at which Verizon is trading. Verizon as a hedge. Verizon is the obvious pair to a long or overweight position on AT&T. If we apply the valuation metrics used to achieve our AT&T price target, it would imply that Verizon is fairly valued at current levels. The biggest challenge to this investment strategy would be to believe that AT&T could ultimately trade with a dividend yield that is 100 basis points lower than Verizon. We are also well aware that Verizon's 160 megahertz of C-band spectrum depth could be a game changer in the future. We are also warming to the belief that its millimeter wave spectrum deployments could drive incremental revenue opportunities over time. Risks. The wireless market 
can see increased competition from well-funded existing competitors and new entrants like DISH. Technological changes like eSIM can change the competitive dynamics of the market. The tax burden could be even higher than our conservative estimates, or the Warner deal could not be given favorable tax treatment. AT&T could spend more than our $12 billion estimate for the upcoming mid-band spectrum auction. Thanks for listening on the podcast, and if you need a copy of the model or want to see the charts, just reach out to us and we can send you links.